KRKO Everett. Take the KRKO Challenge. Listen for an hour and see if you can stop yourself from singing along. KRKO. Here we are on a beautiful Monday evening in Snohomish County. It's time for Prep Sports Weekly here on KRKO. Tom Lafferty here. Steve Willits has come into the studio as well. Hello. A, a beautiful Monday evening, huh? I it mean, is. it's it's nice out. It's okay. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's, it's a little chilly out, but uh, we'll take it. It's it's festive. It's uh, coming down Colby Avenue just now a few minutes ago. I just got here like five minutes ago, as you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it feels, uh, feels like it's the holiday season. It is the holiday season. It's got trees up and lights and everything. Lights everywhere. And, by the way, uh, Port uh, – Port – Prince George, the Cougars just got into town. They were unloading their bus down the street, in case anybody cares. Oh, okay. They play a little WHL hockey. They're playing the uh, the tips this week. Yeah, they must be. Maybe they're playing Seattle tomorrow. That's who would get through oh, that early. They stay here. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here rather than move I and unmove. Hey, would and you move. rather stay in Everett or Kent? <laughs> just saying. I'm a Snohomish wow. County guy, so I'm wow. just going to throw that out there. Wow. Hey, throw, throw a little shade towards the birds. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Today's show, such as it is, brought to you by Kia of Everett, Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Dave & Buster's, Chuck Van Howling, Legacy West Insurance and Allstate, by Glass by Lund, and by Marysville Toyota. And who do we have on the show tonight? On the show tonight, uh, well, the first two segments, we're going to talk to two first-year head coaches in Wesco. Not One of them has been a coach in the past, but not in Wesco. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear from Joe Hardy in just a minute. Joe is actually, as we speak, getting ready to coach a basketball game tonight. He is the new head basketball coach for the Archbishop Murphy Wildcats boys team. They're playing Edmonds Woodway tonight, so I just came from over at Archbishop Murphy just a few minutes ago, as I mentioned, and had a chance to catch up with Joe, so we'll talk to him. He's got an interesting story, too, so we'll uh, hear from that in just a moment. And then coming up in segment number two, another first-year head coach who I actually remember calling some of his football games about nine or ten years ago, so a young guy, uh, Angelos uh, Pere, who is now the head basketball coach at Linwood High School for the boys. He uh, is a Shorewood alum, so we'll uh, get his story and find out his background there as uh, he's a first-year guy over there. And then we're going to talk to a couple guys who have some experience from the same school, by the way. We're going to talk to Robert Brown, head basketball coach for Edmonds Woodway Warriors, who they're playing Archbishop Murphy tonight, so... Went over there and got a little two-for-one deal. Oh, I figured yeah. to go to the same location and get two interviews, right? So Robert is in year number nine with the Warriors, so we'll catch up with him a little bit. And funny moment coming up. I won't – I'll tease it right now. But we're uh, – I uh, asked him about John Gradwall, who's going to be our number four segment tonight. And y- you'll hear it when you listen to the interview. Caught Robert off guard a little bit with a question. So just be prepared for that. It'll be fun. But anyway, Robert Brown, Edmonds Woodway basketball coach. And then we're going to talk to John Gradwall – who is now the former head football coach for the Edmonds Woodway Warriors football team. It's been a long time since he's been a former. 28 years he was at the helm for the Warriors, and a couple of weeks ago at their banquet, on banquet night, on I guess it was Monday, I guess, uh, he announced to the team that he was going to be stepping down. He's still going to be teaching at the school, I believe, for a little while. uh, Really? He's been uh, been at it for a while, and uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll hear it from him. I don't know all the details, but I've kind of been wondering for the last couple of years if maybe he wasn't going to finally step aside and relax a little bit and have a little bit more of a good time. It it takes its toll on you after a while. So, uh, yeah, one of our longest-tenured football coaches, certainly maybe of all time, quite frankly, in in Wesco and Snohomish County. I mean, he's up there on the list anyway. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll hear from John and talk about uh, his – 
his past three decades or almost three decades at the school and uh, maybe get some favorite moments, so to speak, and just find out what he's up to. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to him later on in the show. Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz in Steakhouse, Chevrolet of Everett, the law office of Russell Hill, and by Screen Printing Northwest. And joining us right now here at Archbishop Murphy High School is their new boys basketball head coach, Joe Hardy. Joe, before we go any further, i got to ask you a little bit here. You're from Philly. You move out here to Seattle just six or seven years ago. You've been with the Ingram team for the last six years. Why Archbishop Murphy? Why are you a Wildcat? Well, that's a good question. When I uh, The job came open in April, and I kind of had mutual contacts here, knew a bunch of alums, knew some current players from last year's team, um, and knew the program from afar. Uh, saw the roster, um, saw how it was a turnover, a lot of young talent. And then I got to talking to the uh, staff here, especially the AD, the president here, uh, Steve Schmutz and the AD, Jeff Lada, and I just fell in love with the culture, um, how committed they are to academics, um, and how much they're all bought into athletics. And, like, they don't, they don't want to just have teams that are out there participating. They want to have teams that compete and win. Um, and I, saw, I love the buy-in from the staff. Um, and then I got to meet all the players, and I got hired, and I knew this was the right place for me. I'm local to the area. Um, and I've just fell in love with being a Wildcat. It's, it's been great. Well, we should point out, too, we mentioned you're from the Philadelphia area. You've lived in the western Washington region for a few years now. Relatively new to Snohomish County, correct? Yeah, very. Yeah, we lived in Seattle when we moved here from 2017 to 2020, and then moved up here right by Glacier Peak High School in 2020. So, yeah, brand new for two and a half years, still getting to know the area, um, falling in love with the area, so we're loving it up here. No, loving having you up here. And you already mentioned you're already going to Aquasox games and everything else, so you and your family kind of getting nicely ingrained into the, uh, the community. Oh, yeah. We have two young kids, uh, a seven-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. And I, this past year, I think we spent 10 to 12 games um, Alpha Sox getting home run balls during batting practice out in right field. So my son has a collection of about 15 or 20 baseballs already, and I can't wait to add to it again next year. So Love it. We look forward to seeing you there this summer, too. Three and two to start the season. Tell us a little bit about this Wildcats team. How are you feeling about the way things have been going thus far? Yeah, it's been an interesting year. We, we had... For some reason, we love to get off the slow starts. Every game we've been trailing early. Um, every game we come back. All of our games have been decided by single digits, except for our one win at Blaine. We ended up winning by 16. But um, we have two losses combined by seven points. Uh, very young team. We only returned two varsity players from last year. We had two kids transferring from Ingram. Um, so we have four kids with varsity experience. Um, and the other ones were all JV kids or out of the program last year. So teaching them how to win and learn and teaching them how to play in close games late um, has been our biggest challenge. But they come every day, win or lose, the night before with an attitude that they know what's, what our future is and what our future can be. Um, they know what our potential is, too. So they're ready They're ready to go every single day. They can't wait to get on the floor tonight because we lost on Thursday night here against Shortcrest, played them tight, came back late. Um, so they're excited. They're, it's a young group that's eager to win, and they know they can win. And nice for you guys to get a W in your very first night out. Home game, too, uh, back in late November. You guys played Lakeside here. What was that like for you to get that game under your belt and know that the kids got off to a nice positive start? That was cool. I didn't know how cool the, the environment here is in game time. Like the, the in-game experience here at Murphy is unbelievable. Like we had the band here, announcer Kevin O'Neill does an amazing job with uh, playing music in timeouts. The crowd's into it. Student section was great. We fell behind early, came back and was up 19 in the third quarter, blew the lead late, and uh, we ended up hitting a three with .9 seconds left by a kid who was on JV last year. He plays football, um, loved by the student body, Willie Sears, uh, knocked down a huge three, ended up having 13 points that night, and the place went crazy. Uh, bench, bench was going crazy, Coach Jeff was going crazy. So it was a perfect first night in a way that we learned a lot about ourselves. You know, we got up big, blew the lead late, but then fought back and were resilient and got the win at the end. Head coach at Ingram for the last three years. You were the assistant coach there for the three years prior to that. 
Monday, December 4th, you guys played Ingram. You ended up losing by one in that game, by the way. What was that like for you? Did you put that game on the schedule, and was it a little surreal for you that night? Did put it on the schedule, yeah. We, um, I had such close relationships built with that senior class down there. Uh, Torin Aggie was, is, um, and his family is one of the people I'm closest with, um, and Jeff Henley, the senior there. So like, it just means a lot to go back to that gym and, and see those guys in their senior year play. Um, there's a lot of... Um, emotions when I left there, good emotions, sad, you know, everyone's kind of hurt, I was hurt by it because we're, we're so close of a community, um, but I went back there and knew how hard they were going to play, um, we couldn't match their intensity, they played so hard that night and the energy in that gym was unbelievable, it was a wild last minute, um, we ended up having a chance at the end, we were down four, they fouled us shooting a three, and we got, they got a technical foul, so we had five free throws um, with 1.8 seconds left, so we made three of them, three of the five. And then had a chance with 0.8 seconds left to win and missed it. Um, and it was chaotic at the end. It was a lot of emotions in the entire gym. Um, but I'm glad we scheduled it. It was great. The coaches that are there now were on my staff previously. So I'm really close with them. Um, like I said, the players and the family. So it was a great environment. Our kids bought into it. It was fun. It was a great high school basketball scene. So. so you mentioned already you've played Ingram. You've played Lakeside. Metro versus Wesco. And we've had this conversation with coaches before who have come up from Metro and gone to coach in Wesco afterward. What has been the biggest transition from that standpoint? Um... Metro is very, very high-level individual talent. Um, every team has a, a dude that is unlike a guy you're going to see on most nights on a team. They may not be as deep in talent, but they have the higher-end talent, uh, individual talent. Wesco, so far to me, um, is a really good team environment. You're, the guys move in basketball. They play together. They've been playing together for a while because they have the feeder programs playing up through 7th and 8th grade together. Um, Seattle, you don't really get that. You kind of don't know who's in your school until freshman year begins. Um, so up here, like, it's a much more team environment, much difficult teams to guard, but not individuals. You know what I mean? Like, the individual talent down there is very tough to guard. But up here, it's more of a team basketball, community environment, and gyms. Um, gyms are a lot more fun to play in up here because the student section is much more involved and the parents are more involved. But, yeah, the individual talent in Seattle is, is a whole other level. So. You mentioned when you got hired, I was reading the article that you, uh, you gave to the Everett Herald. You mentioned you like to play with teams that are very fast, very physical, with an emphasis on moving the ball. Is that a good description of who Archbishop Murphy is this year? At times, yeah. <laughs> early, in, early in the year, yes. The Lakeside game, the uh, Blaine game was great. We got into a rut scheduling-wise. So we played um, Saturday at Blaine, Monday at Ingram, Tuesday against Cascade, Thursday against Shortcrest. So we played four games in five days with only one day of practice. So with a young group, we kind of fell back under our old habits with not much practice time. We didn't play fast enough um, against uh, Cascade and against Shortcrest. So us getting back in the gym the last couple of days and practice before this game, so we should be, should be a lot faster pace right now, back to where we were in the beginning of the year. You mentioned also in that article that you like a team-first culture. Uh, obviously, Archbishop Murphy is kind of about, about family and team anyway, so has that been an easy transition for you and these guys? Yeah, I love it. The cool thing about hearing, which I'm, I was learning about it as the summer went on, is every home game we have a family dinner, a team dinner at 3 o'clock after right school. Parents come in, they make the meals. We spend time in the cafeteria. We say prayers as a group. We talk as a group. We have a meal. We're together. We have a, a portable locker room outside right now where all the kids have been in it the entire time. Um, the parents are so invested here, um, and it was it's been really cool how much, like, we never had a concession stand here, which I didn't know that. Our parents, I talked to our parents, and they all bought into it. Now we have a really cool concession stand down there that's been doing great for the first four games. All parent run. Um, they're volunteering the score books. Like, it's, it's been a very easy transition. It kind of fits who I am, like being a family guy. Um, all the parents here. It takes a village to be a great program, and all the parents have been awesome, and the staff has bought in. So, Tell us a little bit about your team. Who have been some of the key contributors thus far? Yeah, uh, Mateen, Mateen Usui, he's a 6'7", 205-pound uh, junior. Uh, he is, has been our leading scorer. I think he's averaging 15 a game with 14 rebounds also. 
Um, he plays uh, in the summer for Seattle Select uh, High Academic on the Under Armour circuit. Um, great athlete, uh, can shoot the heck out of it for a 6'7 kid too. Um, Jack Sievers, 6'5 sophomore, um, he's been out against Shortcrest, he's going to be out again tonight unfortunately. He averages 15 rebounds a game, 14 points a game, as a sophomore he's beat 6'5, 205, um, can't keep him off the, off the glass, so that's to our advantage, but we've been missing him the last couple games. Uh, he's, a, he's a football player we were talking about earlier with a couple of Division One offers. And then um, we have two kids that came up from Ingram, Ira Smith and Braden Blanchard. They're both sophomores, Ira's our point guard. Um, he had, he's averaging probably about 13 or 14 right now. He's a great shooter, can handle it. Braden, same way. Great team guy, ball's always moving. A um, lot of sophomores. So we guys off the bench, Willie Sears, Jordan Reif, sophomore, Orion Beleza, sophomore. Um, Dawson Schnari is our point guard, he's a junior. So we don't play many seniors. We have um, a couple of them that are contributing, but we're, we're a heavy sophomore team, which is exciting. You mentioned the two Ingram guys who came with you. How has this team embraced those guys? Has it been an easy transition for them to come right in here? Obviously, there might be some folks looking to go, okay, coach is pet, right? These guys already know coach. He's going to give them playing time and everything. Have they fit right in? Have the guys welcomed them with open arms? I was definitely worried about that in that sense. They came up here purely for academics. Though. Like they were, the, the environment that they needed to succeed is here at Murphy, culture-wise and academics-wise. Like it's been phenomenal to see the transition for, of them as people here. Um, and their grades have skyrocketed. Their attendance has skyrocketed. They bought into the culture. And all of our guys, like it was instant. They came over at the end of the summer and our guys bought in right away. They're, they're friends with them. Um, their family moved up here uh, in the area. Um, and it's just been a, it's been a really cool environment as much as they've bought in. Like now they're, they're inseparable. They go everywhere together, which is cool to see. How about your coaching staff? What does that look like right now? Uh, new coaching staff, guys you've worked with in the past. Who are they? Yeah, I brought um, uh, Doug Johns, the JV coach down there right now. He's he's a head JV coach and um, my lead assistant for varsity. He was with me at Ingram for the last four years, five years. Um, and now when I was a head coach, he was, was a JV coach as well down there. Uh, me and him are, are best friends off the court too. We, we talk all the time, talk basketball, talk sports. He's as competitive as they come. He's, he should be a head basketball coach right now somewhere. Um, he will hopefully will be this off season. Uh, he has everything it, it takes to to get there and do that and run a program. Uh, other assistant is Joe Bonderchuk. He um, he's our player development guy. He's awesome. I, I just met him this summer. He runs uh, the Wildcat Basketball Academy here. Uh, well, not here. It's not affiliated with Murphy, but he runs it here. Um, great player development guy. Uh, played basketball at Southern Illinois University uh, from Chicago. He um, had a 10-day contract in the NBA. Um, great with the kids. The kids respect him because of his basketball playing background. And then our C-team coach, uh, Chris Linder, he was on staff last year. I met him. Phenomenal dude. He's a perfect C-team guy. Um, the kids love him. Uh, he also had a 10-day contract back in the day in, in the NBA as well. So uh, he's great for our player development at C-team guys. So a lot of guys with experience. You were a three-sport athlete back in your day, but you played collegially. You were a golfer, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I played three sports. I was recruited to play baseball, basketball, and golf out of college, or out of high school, excuse me. Um, realized that I had a chance to play professionally in golf, so I pursued that while coaching AU basketball on the side, and I fell in love with it. I went, I went to a golf academy in Myrtle Beach um, and then moved on to a club down in Florida and kind of played out of that and then went back up in New Jersey, New York City area, um, and played all along the East Coast and still do. I still play pretty competitively in the summers. Uh, we belong to every golf club. So, so Tom Lafferty's going to get on me if I don't ask this question because this is always a favorite for him for golf. Favorite place you've ever played golf, and where would you like to play if you could play one round of golf anywhere in the world? Favorite place I've played is probably Marion Golf Club. I played Pine Valley, but I played Pine Valley and Marion back to back. And Marion blew out of the water. I, lo I love everything about Marion, love the environment. I went to Bandon Dunes last year for the first time, and the weather was, 
the worst I've ever seen it. So I can't really give a true evaluation, but the property and layout was awesome. Uh, one place I'd love to play at Augusta National. I've been there, been to four Masters uh, as, a, as a patron there, um, but I've never, obviously never played there. So that, that's bucket list number one and always will be number one, yeah. Okay, so we've already moved around to other sports, so I do have to ask you this too. You're a Philly guy. Yeah. I noticed when I was looking on your, your profile on, on X, or what used to be called Twitter, yeah. Philly's clothing. So I'm guessing next Monday night when the Seahawks are playing, are you going to be geared up in Eagles, Eagles attire, or who are you rooting for next Monday night? You know, I was so bummed. My, actually, my seven-year-old was more bummed because that game was supposed to be Sunday the 17th. <laughs> we're getting tickets. It was going to be his first regular season Eagles game. We're fired up. You know, we're going to go to the game. We're all excited. We're picking out tickets for seats. And then they flex it to Monday night. And we play Meadowdale next Monday. So now we can't go to it. Bummed out. But I, would, I, I love the Seattle area, but no way. I'm gr bleed green, green and black, bleed red and white for the Phillies, blue and red for the Sixers. Yeah, I'm a Philly guy through and through. Um, they need a win too, really bad. So <laughs> I think we all do at this point. Hey, one last question too. You're getting ready for Edmonds Woodaway tonight. How much have you had a chance to watch them play, and what do you know about them? I uh, watched them quite a bit, actually. They um, watched them play against Lincoln and Ballard. Um, they create chaos. They uh, Rob does a great job as far as like getting his program ready to play, and they play so hard. We played them last year at Ingram. Mm -hmm. We were up big on them. They came back and beat us on our home floor. Um, they create chaos. They guard. They shoot the heck out of the ball. And they're young this year too. Um, but watching them play, it just fits him. Like it fits his personality. They play, play hard for him. They guard. Um, we're gonna have trouble with their pressure. Hopefully, hopefully, we figure it out early on. Um, but they create chaos with the run and jump and, and the two two one. I did want to ask you too. I noticed you've got two back to back games coming up over the break. Uh, Anacortes and Squalicum. Is that part of the uh, the idea of getting ready for the two way tournament? Maybe later on down the road and teams you might see eventually. Definitely. Yeah. I looked at their schedule from last year. Looked at what we were gonna face in the playoffs. Uh, we played Anacortes over the summer. We actually ended up beating them. Uh, they beat us by 40 last year. Beat Murphy by 40 twice. We played them over the summer. Ended up beating them in summer league. Um, and then we're gonna play them back to back. Kind of get a feel. So it's different from you playing in a 3A league than playing 2A playoffs. Yeah. So kind of get a feel of what we're up against. Um, been watching a lot of film on all the 2A teams. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a great test for us. It's, here, it's home too, both of them, which is great. We're going to have an alumni night on the 21st uh, to get a lot of alumni back here for the Anna Cortez game. It's going to have a big game feel. A band's going to be here and stuff. So I'm excited. I, I can't wait for that. I, I think he's loving this Archbishop Murphy Wildcat environment already. Joe Hardy, congratulations on getting the job this year. Uh, congratulations to uh, the victory so far this season. Excited to see this young team over not only this year, but the next couple of years to come. Best wishes to you. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for everything you do for sport, high school sports around the area. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we appreciate you. So that is Joe Hardy, the new head basketball coach at Archbishop Murphy High School. We'll be back with more on Prep Sports Weekly right after this. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of one, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. It's time to mingle all the way to great holiday prizes. Every week leading up to December 25th, Everett's Greatest Hits KRKO is giving you multiple chances to win a turkey, courtesy of Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. Each daily winner also qualifies for the weekly grand prize package. On Friday, December 15th, we are giving away a Grocery Outlet Bargain Market turkey, two passes to the lights of Christmas at Warm Beach, a brand new microwave, oil changes for a year from the Shop Tire Pros, free pizza for a year from Major League Pizza, $100 gift certificate from Sound to Summit Brewing. Enter at krkoradio.com. 
and tune in weekday mornings with Brian for your chance to hear your name picked. More details at krkoradio.com. I know it's hard to believe how expensive food has become. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that your neighborhood grocer doesn't want you to know. It's the Buzz In All Day Breakfast. Choose any piping hot cast iron breakfast skillet, the corned beef, tsunami, or Philly cheesesteak. A great deal on a great meal, $14.99. There's 12 locations, so get in the car and head to the Buzz In Steakhouse, where you get a lot for a little. And use that money you saved to do other things. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. K-R-K-O. Are you in the market for a new or used car? Concerned that your credit challenges could be an issue with financing? Here at Chevrolet of Everett, we have credit solutions for you. With over 40 years in the Puget Sound area and part of the Harnish Auto family, we have strong relationships with local lenders and can help you navigate your credit challenges. Visit us at ChevroletOfEverett.com. That's ChevroletOfEverett.com and get started on finding your new car today. Chevrolet of Everett. A better experience. Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. Let's talk a little Linwood Royals, should we? Yeah, we're going to talk to another first-year head coach. This one makes me feel kind of old because I remember this guy's name. Steve? I was call- I am old, I know, but uh, <laughs> what does that make you? I, well, yeah. But I remember this guy. I was calling football games for the Edmonds School District on their uh, their streaming site about 10 years ago, and this guy was playing over at Shorewood High School, and now he's a basketball coach. Angelos Pere is uh, joining us right now. And first of all, Coach, congratulations on the new gig. Steve, thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, your background. I just mentioned you were a, a Shorewood, by the way, Shorewood Thunderbird. You were not a Storm Ray. Uh, yeah. you're, so you're a Shorewood <laughs> alum, uh, multi-sport athlete over there. So was coaching kind of always in the, the, the works for you, always in the plans? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, when, when I got to Shorewood, um, I was a four-year letterman in basketball, and I was lucky enough to play for Marv Morris, you know, Hall of Fame coach. Um, and I, I was able to get some really good coaching from him. Um, and then playing football for Rob Petchel, who is the head coach there again now. Um, and, and I had some really good coaches along the way that just supported me and just showed me how to do things the right way. Um, and my senior year, you know, I was getting looks for college, you know, small D3 NAIA schools. And uh, my coach, Rob, he said, hey, if, if you ever if you stick around and you just go to college around here, I'd love to have you come back and volunteer. And so my first year out of high school, um, I ended up going to UW Bothell, and I volunteered um, on the football team with Rob, and then I got a coaching gig in the wintertime coaching feeder basketball. So 18, 19 years old, I started coaching right away, and so that kind of just led me on this path. Well, and now, so basketball-wise, you mentioned feeder program. Have, have you been also working with some of the, uh, the high school teams around here as well prior to this Yeah. Year? 
Yeah, so that started me there, feeder ball. And then I started um, my first year at the high school at Shorewood. I coached uh, girls basketball there with Mark Hayner. Um, I was the C-team girls coach for a season. And then once George Edwards got the boys job at Shorewood, I moved on that side and I coached C-team boys for two years. And then I was just strictly the varsity assistant for another, I want to say, five years uh, while George was there. And so I was the varsity assistant for five years after that. And then I've also coached at North City AAU for the last uh, six, seven years. And so now, I've just been in the area. Yeah, definitely. Now you got the Linwood job. We should mention, too, you're also a local teacher now, too, correct? Correct, yeah. So um, I teach up at Evergreen Middle School in Everett. So I, I, I still live in Shoreline, um, but I'm kind of, you know, moving north a little bit, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, and you go from middle school to high school coaching. That should be a piece of cake for you in the afternoons and the evenings, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it definitely is a lot better. It definitely is a lot better. I, lo- I like the high school group. I like this high, the, the, the boys here. It, it's been smooth transition. So I'm, I'm trying to remember now. You can correct me on the years. I'm, are you a little bit younger than Josh Hawkinson and Blake Snell? Yep. So uh, uh, Blake was uh, he's three years older than me, um, but I had a chance to play with him his senior year, my freshman year. We got a chance to play, and then Josh is only one year older than me, so I played with him for three years. So did, did you see the two Cy Youngs coming, and did you see Josh's success at uh, in the Pac-12 coming? Oh my goodness, the Cy Youngs for sure. I, I mean, Blake is one of my close friends, um, and just everything he does off off the field. He's just a professional at everything, and so those didn't shock me. Uh, Josh, same thing. He was a late bloomer, um, but someone that just did everything right, was the best best person in the world, and he just, you could tell he was going to do great things, and, and he's doing great things now also overseas in Japan. Well, you know, and we should point out, we, we've actually interviewed Blake on the show a few years ago. He was on George's bench over at Shorewood, so that would have been while you were there. Uh, yep. any, any chance you can get the, uh, the Cy Young Award winner on the bench for Linwood one of these days, or...? You you know I, he's been at a couple of practices. There's just so much going on for him. He's, <laughs> he's helping out. He's helping out his dad with Seattle Select Baseball. So he just has so much going on. But he's definitely the the guys have seen him and they're like, oh my gosh, is that Blake? And I'm like, whatever he says, you guys listen. So he, he's been around a little bit and and he will a little bit more here in the wintertime. Well, yeah, not not bad to have the those influences in the locker room and at the gym. And for that matter, talk a little bit about your other coaches. Who are you coaching with right now? Who did you bring with yeah. you? Uh, I have uh, my JV coach. His name is Jamal Weems. Uh, great coach in building. Um, he coached the the girls here a few years back, um, and he 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 coaches AAU for local hoops as well. Um, he brings a lot of wealth, knowledge, um, and, and and just competitive fire that that I really uh, I really come to to enjoy being around. Um, he played Division two uh, football at Central. Graduated in 09, 2010. Um, so he was part of some championships over there, and uh, yeah, he has a, he has a lot of knowledge as well. And, um, and, and anybody else on the bench ahead. too? Yeah, and uh, and then I have uh, Will Lewis, who's also been around the area. Um, Shorecrest Monroe, he's just been all around. Just another guy that uh, has a has a lot of knowledge and and knows West Coast. So two great guys that that I trust and that are doing a good 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 job with with their teams. What was it about this job that intrigued you? I mean, it's a Linwood program that's really it, – it's had its better days. I mean, I certainly remember back when I was in high school, they were always somewhat of a powerhouse locally mm-hmm. here. Certainly over the last few years, it's been a little bit of a rough go, and they've really had trouble with continuity, and they've gone through a few different head coaches. What was it yep. about this particular job that you looked at and thought, I, I want to give this a shot? Yeah. So, you know, when, when, I, when I was playing high school and playing against Linwood – and then when I started coaching at Shorewood and we're playing against Linwood, 
the number one thing that always stood out were just how hard the boys played. And that that's the number one thing for me. I, I really wanted to coach somewhere where I don't have to coach effort and that effort is automatically there. And and that's what that's what I saw here at Linwood. I'm like, they have guys that, you know, they might not be the most skilled, they might not have the highest IQ, but they play hard and they, they play hard for each other and their coach. And that's the number one thing that drew me to Linwood. Well, and recently I ran into somebody who is in the program or a part of the program, and I asked them, how are things going over there, meaning with the boys' basketball team? And the first thing yeah. they mentioned is uh, they said, well, it's it's a little more strict than it was in years past and a little more disciplined and certainly not a knock on your predecessor, but maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Is that something that was instilled in you at a young age, and is that uh, something that you prided yourself in, and how have you carried that over to Linwood? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I don't know if you remember me. I'm only like five foot four, five five, and I was. I That's was why I remember play. you. Yeah, because that was pretty <laughs> impressive, quite frankly. I was able to play at a really high level, you know, through high school, playing, uh, playing at a high level with with guys I shouldn't even be on, be on the floor with, and that's something that you know my dad instilled in me, uh, my, my cousins, people that I was around, that just really showed me what it's like to do things the right way, and that was being disciplined and and doing things the right way, um, taking care of the little stuff because that stuff matters. That creating those good habits, uh, uh doing things the right way outside of the sport uh, just really um, it, it stayed with me and that's something that I pride myself on is doing things the right way and that's what I'm trying to teach these young boys. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you earlier and it's staring right at me here as I'm looking at your schedule um, and I just we just had this on with the last segment we just had a moment ago with the coach over at Archbishop Murphy you got to go against your alma mater last week what was that like for you? Joey, you've already talked a little bit about Rob Petchel uh, coaching yeah. you in football. Joey Petchel's the coach over there for the basketball team now. So uh, was that kind of surreal for you to have your uh, your former school lined up a- across from you? Oh, my goodness. It it really was. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, necessarily nervous. I was just – I was super excited. Um, you know, I, I love Shorewood. I love Shoreline. I love that area. Um, and, and I really wanted to see what we could do against them. Everyone came out, former coaches my entire family, I mean, you name it, they were at that game, and uh, it, it was fun fun to be a part of that atmosphere. The outcome wasn't what we wanted, but um, it definitely was a fun night overall. Yeah, you'll get there, though. It's it's still still early. Uh, give us definitely. some names. This was a team that was pretty senior-heavy last year. You definitely have some guys that I recognize from last year's roster, but uh, tell us who are contributing right now. Yeah, uh, the, the number one guy right now is Brandon Martinez-Arceo. I mean, he's uh, – he, he's had we've had four games and in all four he scored over or excuse me in three of the four he scored 16 17 18 points uh and only one of them he scored nine um he's doing a lot of good stuff for us um uh you have uh, a, a guy named abdullah sisawo who who is being more aggressive and someone that didn't really get a lot of chances last year as a junior um but a guy that you know, I'm I'm trying to instill confidence in him, and he he's really taking it to heart and doing some good stuff. Um, and then a guy off the bench, uh, uh, another senior, Richard Choi, who really is just intense in practice, um, listens well, and he's just he just goes out there and just does his thing. And uh, those are three guys that are going to continue to grow and get better. Tom, are you taking notes over there, by the way? I am. We, we <laughs> see him on uh, Friday night. KRKO doing the uh, the game up here in Everett on Friday night, seven fifteen awesome. start times. Awesome. 
We'll promote that one a little bit. You first things first. So you got Arlington tomorrow night at home. So uh, yep. definitely a tough tough foe there. Are you enjoying the experience so far? I am. I, I, it, it's it's been a blast. You know, the the boys have made it really easy for me to come in and you know try to change this culture. And they're they're starting to buy in. They're starting to see what what my vision is, and and they're starting to see because you know the, we're getting into games and we're we're close in these games up until late, and we're starting to give it away, but. They see that the stuff we're doing is working, and uh, it, it's been fun to, to 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 be with this older group and just to to help them leave an imprint uh, at Linwood. Well, uh, certainly, certainly sounds like an exciting time there again. Still looking for your first W, and team's been competitive though, and getting closer. And we certainly wish the Royals all the best. Hey, Angelos, uh, thank you very much for your time tonight, and best best wishes moving forward. Good to see a former player who I remember from being back on the gridiron and on the court uh, taking over one of these programs. And I have a feeling, knowing what kind of a competitor you are, that you're definitely going to turn the ship around. So, best wishes to you. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. There you go. That's Angelos Pere, the head coach of the Linwood Royals. And did you uh, did you get some good notes for Friday's broadcast? I did. Broadcast? I do. I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah, I guess it should be fun for you to you to give me a report as to how that game goes. So I'll I'll be listening too for that matter. But yeah, we'll be up there on Friday night. A, a rare we'll be right down the sil- street here. Yeah, rare silver tips off night. So we're doing a football ah, game. Oh, I was wondering why it was game. a Friday night. I guess I should have put that together. But <laughs> yes, yeah. they're uh, silver tips are off this week. Okay, there we on go. Friday on Friday anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's next? We are going to talk. Uh, we're going to keep talking basketball. We're going to go from one Edmonds School District team to another. Robert Brown, head coach at Edmonds Woodway, coming up. We'll do that next. KRKO. The holiday season is about connections, family, friends, community. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix are proud to be a part of this community during the holidays and all year long. So whether you're staying cozy on the patio or around the fire pit or enjoying a warm night indoors, Smoky Point Concrete is happy to be a part of your experiences. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and more building communities. Happy holidays from Smoky Point Concrete online at smokypointconcrete.com. For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund has been serving the greater Puget Sound area with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality, based on customer satisfaction. Glass by Lund is also a big supporter of the local community and has been a longtime sponsor of West Coast High School Sports. So next time you're in need for a window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, tabletop glass, residential or commercial, why not call a place that has glass in their name? For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund. To schedule a free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. K-R-K-O. If you are looking for a realtor who truly cares about your needs, look no further than the Torset Group. Whether you're a first-time buyer or a seasoned seller, Michelle Torset and her team are here to guide you every step of the way. What truly sets Michelle apart is her caring approach. She takes the time to understand your needs and works to exceed your expectations. For all your North Sound Realty needs, connect with us at thetorsetgroup.com and let us bring you home. Are you in the market for a new or used car? Concerned that your credit challenges could be an issue with financing? Here at Kia of Everett, we have credit solutions for you. With over 40 years in the Puget Sound area and part of the Harnish Auto family, we have strong relationships with local lenders and can help you navigate your credit challenges. Visit us at KiaOfEverett.com. That's KiaOfEverett.com. And get started on finding your new car today. Kia of Everett, your simple, easy, fun dealer. At Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, community is at the heart of everything we do. It's the spirit of togetherness and DIY magic that brings us all closer together. From lending a hand 
hand on your latest project to sharing tips and tricks, our store is more than just a place to shop. It's a hub where friendships are built and stories are shared. Discover top-notch tools, local expertise, and a friendly smile that's always there to help. Let's build, create, and grow together. Visit Lake Stevens Ace Hardware today. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly on a Monday night, still here at the Archbishop Murphy Gym and joining us right now, the head boys basketball coach for the Edmonds Woodaway Warriors, Robert Brown. And Robert, I've lost track. What year is this for you now? I've lost track too. I think it's nine though. <laughs> I think it's nine. I think I've been at the school 12, three years as JV, and then nine as the head coach. Well, you certainly seem to be enjoying it. You're still here. Tell us a little bit about this team this year, because last year, uh, I kind of viewed you guys as being more of a scrappy team. You guys had a lot of it was senior heavy. Uh, you had some guys out there, Hanson, and I think of uh, Drew Warner and some of those other guys kind of getting after the ball, kind of going after and doing whatever they needed to get done. Is it fair to say that this is a similar team this year? It's a younger team. You're playing a lot of youthful players. What is the identity of this team, or do you have one yet? I don't think we have one yet. That is, that's a good question. I don't think we have one yet. I think we're these guys are fighting to, to figure out what their identity is, and I think that's been the the most important part of this this first part of the season. Kind of like we were talking about, there's not very many varsity starts in this program, uh, two to be exact. So um, right now, I think these guys are trying to figure out their way, uh, like young kids, like young men do. And uh, we're just trying to set a table for them to figure out the, who they are. And then by, by game 10, game 12, we'll know exactly who we are, I think. But right now, we're just trying to figure it out. And looking at the roster that you've got online, I know you have some guys that swing also, but the main eight guys that you have listed as being your varsity players, two seniors, a junior, five sophomores. Is this one of the younger teams you've ever had? Or maybe the youngest team you've ever had? The the youngest <laughs> team I've ever had. Let's go Let's go. six sophomores, two freshmen, two juniors, and two seniors. So that rounds out my 12 people that I that I would say would be have varsity uniforms right now. So the youngest team I've ever had, um, I think uh, inexperience with me coaching them has, has been part of what we're, or the experience of coaching these guys has been part of what we're doing right now. Um, uh, this summer and then this this beginning part of the season. So it's fun. They're young. They're enthusiastic. Uh, and so sometimes I have to temper that, but I love coaching them. Does that create more teaching opportunities for you when you have a young group like this? Creates more gray hairs and bald, <laughs> bald spots. But um, no, it creates, creates all te teaching opportunities. I mean, at this point, you, you're coming in and you're learning. You don't have the as many seniors in front of you to, to really learn from. So for me, it's like me and our, our coaching staff is teaching the way that we believe we are at uh, Warrior Basketball. And so it's great that I've had, you know, Michael's been with me for since the beginning. Keaton and Ryan and Jordan have all played in the program. So they understand what we're trying to set, what kind of standard we're trying to set here. And uh, they have pride in it and they won't let the guys shortcut it. So that's that's very important. I was talking to Joe Hardy, the head coach for Archbishop Murphy, on the last segment, talking about this game tonight that you're getting ready for. He mentioned that you tend to coach teams that have controlled – you like to – 
create chaos, I think is the word that he used. Does that sound about right for a Robert Brown coach team? And do we see that this year in Edmonds Woodway? Controlled chaos is what we call it <laughs> in my mind, what I think of it as. And uh, yeah, we, you know what? At the beginning of the season, I would say no. It's because it's just been a, me trying to really figure out the fundamentals of where these guys are fundamentally as players. I mean, we can't we can't get to the control chaos until we have the control, right? You can't put the chaos, can't put the icing before the cake. So we got to have the control before we can have the chaos. And I think we're starting to put that out there. Uh, last game, the last two games, we've been trying to put the the chaos back in uh, what we do, the uh, the run and the run back in the Warriors. So um, it's coming. You got a little size this year, though. I know you got youth, but some size as well. Talk a little bit about this team. So who are some of the key contributors right now? You know, um, so this year, uh, if you look at our score, if you look by scoring, we got DJ Carl. And DJ is one of our uh, returning players from last year. As a freshman, he played some significant varsity minutes. Um, you got Julian Gray, who played some played some varsity time last year. But then you got Aiden Johansson, um, who's a senior, who's who didn't play as much in the beginning of last year, but played more going into the end. And he really worked on his his, working on his game this summer really improved, and so he's been getting some some quality minutes for us. Um, and man, we have so many young guys. We have Harris, you know, Harris Dobson. That's that'll be our size. I mean, Julian six four, Harris is six seven, in which all these guys are really learning how to play together. Um, and that's that's the great thing. And then I got my Swiss Army knife, Will also. So there's a lot of guys, more than I can really name. They're all just carving out a, a niche and just finding their place in the program. You had a three tough losses there early on in the season. All seemed fairly competitive, fairly close. You finally got your first win the other night against Marysville Pilchuck. With a young team like this, they always say that uh, get a little confidence, and that's kind of an equalizer in sports too. What did that mean for you guys to get this victory under your belt on Friday night? I think it meant. I think it meant. It meant everything at this point in the season. Um, it doesn't matter who the victory is. Like you said, uh, a victory gives Breeze confidence. Uh, it being at home, I think, was another thing that was really a confident builder for him in front of the home crowd, in front of their parents, which these guys are all just, you know, super kids, and they want to do great in front of their parents. So just for it to be at home, in front of their parents, to get a W, to, to more start with the chaos, and that to be successful for them, um, I think it was just a huge step forward. Um, you know, you don't win every game, but it's a huge step forward for their confidence. Speaking of at home, I noticed you got you six straight home games coming up. You're already laughing as I'm getting ready to ask you this. You don't play another road game for like four more weeks. It, was that your doing? Was that Tyler Gavin? Do I do I give credit to Angie McGuire? Who did that? I have the greatest AD ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just kind of fell that way. I don't. I mean, we played a lot of we played a lot of away games last year. I mean, it was just it was a reverse last year. Nobody nobody <laughs> felt pity on us when we. We were traveling all to all these places last year, so it just kind of fell fell that way, and it's great because um, we get to these guys get to kind of settle down, learn how to play together, not have to ride on a bus and sit in the gym, but really, you know, come in, play a game, and be comfortable. So that's that's gonna they're gonna learn a lot, I hope. No, definitely. And by the way, recognizing a lot of these coaches, not much has changed on your bench. Give them a little shout out. You got some uh, a couple of former players on your team here. You've got Mike still with you, so let's name these guys off real quick. You know, Michael. Richards probably should can do Michael can do my job better than me. Um, let's just be let's just be honest about it. He can do my job better than me, but I'm glad he's decided to stay with me and not gone anywhere else. So because um, he would he would be a great head coach anywhere he went. Um, and then I got Jordan, who's who's just growing up as a coach. Jordan Rice, who he I started with Jordan when he was a JV when I was a JV coach. So I've just watched him grow up. 
um, Keaton McKay. I obviously watched him grow up, Ryan Peterson. I mean, I love these guys. These guys have been, they've helped me be the most successful I've been as a basketball coach, uh, as players on the court. So to have them here and to really, for them to have expectations of success of the program, um, and they just, they just don't stop pushing because they know the program is a different way for them, um, it's very important. You have Murphy tonight. We uh, we were just talking a few minutes ago about how Coach Hardy already knows that he's going to see controlled chaos, perhaps, from Edmonds Woodaway. Also mentioned that he coached against you last year when Ingram played Edmonds Woodaway. What kind of a team do you, are you expecting from them? Obviously, new coaching staff this year, a few new players. What kind of a game are we expecting tonight here at Archbishop? I have no idea because I have <laughs> no idea what team I'm going to get on my bench. So, <laughs> um, I you know, I'm looking at their roster. They're, they're relatively young too, so I expect to you know you. You expect when you have young guys playing on the varsity at the varsity level, they're obviously talented, so they're going to give you a flash of talent. But then they're going to give you something that makes you scratch your heads because they're sophomores. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just what you have, and so you try to you try to make sure you uh, help them be confident in the things that are good, and you make, help them understand what the things are they need to flush out of their game, and you you try to get more of the good and less of the bad, and you and just move forward from there. Now, win or lose, are you going to try to make nice with Coach Hardy after the game because you got Ingram coming up? December 28th. He still knows a few guys over there, and he's already played them this year. Are you going to maybe look to him to help you scout that game out back in the, when you get down there on the 28th? I don't make mean with any of the coaches. <laughs> I, think, I think this job is hard enough. I try to make nice with all of them because this is this is a hard job. No, I, you know, I can, I'll ask him some things and, and talk. we'll talk, obviously talk about some Ingram stuff, but um, you can only say with this team and with every team, you take them one at a time. You know, young guys, I'm only, I'm only on this game today, and then and after this game, I'll think about the next game then. Yeah, I know you're only focused on Archbishop Murphy tonight, but you've had a chance to watch some film already. And I know you're a student of West Coast basketball. What kind of a league are we looking at this year? Um, as I've looked around the league, I think the league is young this year. I mean, I feel like the league is young this year, not just when I look down my bench, mm-hmm. but when I look at other, when I look at rosters. I feel like you have a turnover of the veterans that have been around for a while. Um, you know, Stanwood was young last year, and they just returned. They returned their guys, but they're guys are still young. It's not like they got older. They, they just returned good players. So, and then we're young. I look at this Archbishop Murphy team. He has a couple of sophomores, and, and I don't think he has any seniors in the starting lineup. Uh, two sophomores in the starting lineup, what I've seen. So, I just think we're all just very young, and I think that bodes well for the league going in the future as we, you know, really work our butts off to coach these guys up, and they learn and take pride in, in their programs and the schools they're in, and they just carry West Go forward. Okay, so we've talked basketball. I want to talk a little football for, with you for a moment. You mentioned nine years as a head coach, three as an assistant. You've been at Edmonds Woodaway for a while. You haven't been at Edmonds Woodaway for 28-plus years, though. John Gradwell, who's going to be coming up on the show on next segment, uh, announced his retirement, the football coach at Edmonds Woodaway, after 28 years. Uh, what's the relationship been like there, and uh, how much have you had uh, a chance to talk to John since he made that decision? And maybe just a few words on uh, thoughts on what John's been able to accomplish. So, first of all, let's just start back up. You just broke the news to me that John re- announced his retirement. I've had my head buried. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. I've had my head buried so far in basketball and work that I didn't even uh, I didn't know that and yeah the fact that he's leaving the gym the leaving our, our building I 
He's still going to teach there, mind you, but he's going to be done coaching. Yeah, but it's not the same yeah. because he understands sports. John understands not just basketball. He understands sports, and that's what uh, that's been our relationship. We the translation and the, the correlation between basketball and football and the physicality of sports and the mental makeup of being successful as for these young guys. John is a master at it. I mean, I couldn't, I can't say enough about how good he was. And, and you know, we really. We, we we built a good relationship just just as people, but we really built it with Ali. Everybody know Ali Gays with the Texans. He's been on their practice squad. And just John and his family, the way they, they did everything and helped Ali become or sh- show everybody who who he was as a young man and and uh you know I'm 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 always careful to say you know we made a guy a success cuz they didn't make Ali a success but they opened they helped to open doors for him and Ali kicked every door down when he did that and I've just watched John do that with all these guys over and over be so consistent and so professional and so caring he's I mean it, it won't be the same it won't be the same fall without John on the sidelines for Edmonds. Well, and you've played a little ball back in your day, right? Yeah, I played a lot of semi-pro football. I played arena football. Uh, I played a lot of football in my day. And uh, so, you, me and John speak the same language. If it was ever that was it was ever another sport that I would coach, basketball or football would have been it. But uh, they, they, you know, I can't imagine being outside in that rain all the time. <laughs> well, fortunately, you're indoors and you got a young team. 20 more years to go, and we can maybe have you surpass the uh, the 28 year mark there in terms of the head coach. Can you even imagine that at this point? <laughs> no, I can't imagine that. I mean, I have t- I have two grandkids, and uh, if everybody everybody know- that knows me knows how my oldest grandson life is. Uh, it, it, we had him when he was young, and they've moved down to Tampa, and he's he's an exceptional athlete. So, just hopefully they come back up here, and I can have him up here, and that might lead to my 20 years. Got my gr- other grandson Maximus. So, if they move back up here, 20 years is not out of the realm. Well, there you go. Well, one year at a time, one game at a time. Again, Robert Brown, uh, always enjoy talking with you. Best of luck for Edmonds Woodway basketball this season. Best of luck tonight against Archbishop Murphy, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing and hearing about the uh, Warriors later on this year. Appreciate it, Steve. Thank you. It's always great. Okay, so that is Robert Brown from Edmonds Woodway. Coming up next, as we just mentioned with Robert, John Gradwell announced last week that he is retiring from high school football coaching after 28 years, and we'll hear from him when Prep Sports Weekly continues right after this. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. We're Judd and Black. For over 80 years, we've been your locally owned and family operated appliance store. Shopping here is just different. You see, it starts with our appliance experts who are experienced in jobs of all sizes. So if you're remodeling your kitchen and looking for luxury or shopping for an entire apartment building and need durability, our team is trained to find the appliances you need at competitive prices. Judd and Black, your hometown appliance store, online at juddblack.com. K-R-K-O. Chuck Van Howling from Legacy West Insurance with Allstate is here to save the day and your hard-earned cash. And whether it's your trusty four wheels 
or your cozy abode, Chuck's team has the magic touch to make sure you're covered when life throws you a curveball. With Legacy West Insurance and Allstate, you can say goodbye to insurance confusion and hello to peace of mind. You're in good hands with Legacy West and Allstate on 112th Street in Everett and on Facebook. Game days are always better at Dave & Buster's in Linwood at the Alderwood Mall. Why? More screen on their 40-foot wow wall. That's why. That's because more TV inches, more food and drinks, more space and more fun make the game we all know and love more special. So celebrate your team with your squad. Enjoy the games and the good times with an unbelievable lineup of beer options. Now that is on point. Add more ding-ding-ding to your game day with more food and more screen at Dave & Buster's in Linwood. And online at davidbusters.com Justice is easy if you know what to do Call 800-LAW-0842 The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you are you ready for an action-packed football season? Brace yourself for the ultimate game day thrill. This year, we're taking your football experience to new heights. The all-new sports betting kiosks at Swinomish Casino and Lodge are your getaway to the heart-pounding excitement of pro and college football betting. This is your chance to take the game to the next level using one of eight convenient betting kiosks. For more information, visit SwinomishCasinoandLodge.com. And Prep Source Week continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. And I think we're going to have a couple of guests on now, aren't we? We do indeed. Well, our main guest here is the one we've been promoting here tonight. Yeah. 28 seasons at the helm at Edmonds Woodway High School. Football coach extraordinaire. He's had a lot of success there. Uh, and uh, decided uh, recently that he is no longer going to be the head football coach. So from the Edmonds Woodway Warriors, John Gradwell joining us right now. First of all, Coach, before we go any further, congratulations on everything you accomplished there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, tell us a little bit about this because you're, you're still a pretty young guy uh, by, by most accounts. So uh, I, I won't give your age away if you don't want to, but you, you started there when you were relatively young. So what went into the, uh, the decision? What went into the thought process? Was this something you'd been contemplating for a while? Yeah, I've thought about it over the years a little bit, you know, uh, wanted to make sure I was the best person for the job and kind of feel like the program needs a boost of energy, maybe a little restart. Um, uh, I'm going to miss it, but I, I think, you know, it's, it's better for the program to get somebody a little younger in there with a little more energy, maybe a, a new plan. Well, I, you still seem to bring a lot of energy, so I don't know about that, but it, it'll be interesting not seeing you on there. And I, I joked with you earlier today when I was talking to you when we uh, were setting this interview up, I was talking to somebody not too long ago and they used to mention how I know you like to spend your a lot of your summers I think over in Lake Chelan and on the water and they'd say they'd see you every August and you'd come back and you'd be wearing flip flops and shorts and think, thinking that okay well maybe he's going to get used to this and not want to do this anymore and yet every year you still keep coming back and coming back and coming back and uh, I guess a little more time to do some uh, some fun stuff and not that coaching isn't fun but maybe a little more free time with uh, the family and friends. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, it's uh, playing and coaching. It's been 50 years, so this will be a kind of a new step for me. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. And it's been a family affair over there. I, you know, maybe you can give us some numbers here. I know multiple nephews, I think multiple brothers have been on the coaching staff. I know your daughter uh, helped out for a while there, and I think she was doing some training work with you, and she helped us when we used to broadcast the games a little bit. So uh, just having everybody involved in it being a family affair, what, what was what did that mean to you over the years? Well, you know, my dad was a coach, and uh, me and my brothers all played, and they, they definitely either coached or helped support the program. I coached five nephews, um, had a niece that was on the training staff, another niece that was a cheerleader. My daughter has been involved in the program from before she can remember, you know, all the way through high school. Uh, obviously, my wife's been involved with the parent groups and the fundraising. It's Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's been great. I mean, we have uh, we've received more than we've given. Um, the relationships, the people, the experiences have been awesome. And yeah, it's it's it was a tough decision, and we'll we'll see we'll see how my family deals with it, you know. And um, but you know, we have we have me and my wife have some plans of other things we'd like to do, and, you know, and uh, just time to time to turn the page. I was uh, my Edmonds News wrote an article on you this week. Craig Parrish over there, kind of talking a little bit about everything that you've done over the years and just what you meant to the program. I was just going through and reading some of the comments that people are are leaving for you, and as you can imagine, you've been such a part of that community that people are w- certainly weighing in. And uh, Bill Zakawis weighs in here, and he was mentioning and and I, we've asked you before about playing for Frosty Westering and and the Frosty Way and how much of an impact he's had on you. You briefly mentioned it a minute ago, but we've never really asked you about this. Your dad, as you mentioned, was a coach, and Bill mentions that in his comment that he remembers your dad as a football coordinator and you and your brothers driving from Lake Ballinger to Greenwood to practice and play. So the family element in terms of the influence it had on you growing up and getting into football, your dad and your brothers for that matter, uh, talk a little bit about that and how they influenced you. Well, I still, you know, I don't remember a lot when you're that age, but I, I remember the day my parents asked me if I wanted to play football. I was seven years old, and my two older brothers were playing, and I wanted nothing more than obviously to follow them and do what they were doing. And, uh, you know, back then uh, my family had moved from Seattle to Lake Ballinger, and my dad had continued to coach down there, so that's where we continued to play. And I'm very thankful. Uh, what a great experience playing down at Greenwood and in the Seattle uh league and some of the friends that I've I've still got friends from back in those days and uh that was awesome and then my little brothers came up and they played through Greenwood Boys Club all the way through until we got until we outaged it you know and uh when my youngest brother finished playing that's when my dad hung up his cleats and became a fan and had to start watching us play at the next level. <laughs> uh, definitely. Well, we did bring another uh, guest on on the phone with us too right now, Tyler Gevin, who's the athletic director at Edmonds Woodway, on with us too. And I, I knew that it wouldn't be easy for you to – you're a humble guy. I didn't want you talking about your own greatness, so I'm going to have somebody else do it. So, Tyler, thank you for joining <laughs> us tonight here. Uh, Tyler, I know you haven't been at the school for a long period of time. It's only been a few years, but you were a, a Division One head basketball coach. You've certainly been around sports all of your life. Uh, just in the short period of time you've been at Edmonds Woodway, what has John Gradwell meant to that community? Well, I'm I'm kind of mad at Coach Gradwell because I have a sixth grader and an eighth grader that play football, so I kept <laughs> telling him he needed to he needed to coach for six more years, uh, and then he could have retired after my sixth grader was done. 
Um, you, you know what? Only being in the community, like you said, for three years and just knowing John over the last three years, I really consider him a friend, a mentor. Um, I didn't think I'd get choked up, but I'm getting choked up, Coach. Um, just, do it. Just, a, just, a, just a special person, you know. Um, just watching him, the connections um, he has with kids, um, not not just football players, but just students in general. The student population loves John. Um, um, you know, he just relates well to everybody. He gets the best out of everybody. He's, he's positive. He's upbeat. There he is every morning in the parking lot at 6.45, ready to go another day, teach and, and prepare his team for football. Um, I mean, we're just, you know, I, I know I'm going to miss him um, around there coaching, and, and but just just a special person and, and everything he's done for that community is, is unbelievable. John, you can tell just how it choked up Tyler's getting. He's known you for three years. Imagine some of these folks that go way back with you. Have you had some people reaching out to you this week since they've heard about the announcement? Yeah, I've had people reach out, but you know, I want I want everybody to know there's there's people like Angie McGuire, Tyler Giving, and people like that that I've had behind me that had my back through this whole experience. And you know, I, I get some of the credit because I'm the head coach, but you know. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that do a lot. I got a lot of assistant coaches that build relationships with kids and that do a great job. Um, you know, Tyler's been a fantastic AD for us. He took over for Angie, who's done a great job at the district level. You know, and having that support as coaches, you know, all the coaches at Evans, in the Evans building can tell you how important those people are. You know, and, and Tyler knows, I, you know, the new coach, I, I'm there for whatever they need. You know, I'm an Edmonds Woodway grad and, and uh, alumni, and I, I want the program to keep growing and getting better. And you know, I wouldn't have stepped away if I didn't think that it's going to get better with the next person. And we should point out, I guess I was re- learning a few things myself reading the, the article on myedmondsnews.com. You uh, you didn't necessarily come back up this way looking for the Edmonds Woodway job, right? You knew you wanted to coach. You knew you wanted to be back in the area. Timing is everything in life, I guess, and it just happened to work out pretty well. Uh, take us back to that time. Obviously, it had to be kind of special for you getting the job. Uh, you were at Woodway back in the day before the two schools combined when you were a player. Being able to go back to the community and be such an inter- integral part of it, uh, what has that meant to you over the years? Yeah, you know, uh, I got married in January and left my job at Berkeley and moved up here and was working on my master's and looking for jobs, and at the time, you know, there wasn't a lot of jobs, so you're just trying to find a job you can get. And, yeah, timing was everything. And, you know, I feel blessed. I mean, I can't tell you how blessed I feel that the opportunity, uh, uh, you know, came to be and the support that I got and, you know, a lot from my family at the time, you know. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the kids have been great, you know, and the kids are great there. I'm, I'm it's just been fun being, you know, being back in my community. I wanted to live in the community I coached in, and the fact that it's where I grew up made it that much more special. And uh, the resources we were able to access because of that has been phenomenal. And uh, no, I love Edmonds. I, you know, I love I love my time in Chelan. Don't get me wrong, but I'll always have a foot in Edmonds. No, I can imagine you will definitely. So you mentioned that. Uh... You know, you're you're going to be there to help out whomever replaces you. It, fair enough to say we'll probably still see you at some football games from time to time. And we should also point out you're still teaching at the school, correct? Yeah, I'll be at the school. You know, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm taking this a step at a time. You know, right now it doesn't feel like it's over just because 
I'm still doing equipment check. <laughs> I'm still doing the weight, keep opening the weight room and things like that. I think when spring football comes along, you know, we'll we'll see where I'm at. You know, it's going to be tough, uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the next step of my life. I'm excited for the next step in the program's life. No, and one other thing I did want to ask you about too, because it was in the article as well. Uh, just the fact that you know, after you're, you're there for so long, and Edmonds is one of those communities where you tend to see second generation and third generation. You, you've coached parents who, uh, back when they were kids, who now have are parents and have kids of their own. You've coached them through the programs. Still kind of fun for you when you're at games and, or maybe even just around town or at the school, and you you see some of these folks coming back to you and, and still being a part of it. Yeah, you know, I, I love it. I love hearing about their experience and the stories that they have to tell. And you know, and and when the kids come back and say, my, you know, my mom or my dad said this about you, you know, <laughs> and I got kids that hey, my dad said I had to take your class or whatever it is. You know, that's that's awesome. That you know, obviously that's a that's for us teachers. You know, sometimes our our rewards are delayed rewards, and and it's pretty cool. You know. Because uh, when they're 17, 18, they don't always say, hey, coach, you're the best. But sometimes when you're 25 and, you know, they look back, they appreciate it. And it's kind of nice to hear that, you know, uh, those, those, that delayed gratification. Uh, but, you know, Tyler, me, uh, Angie, and the people that I've been around, you know, they're in it for the kids. They're in it for the programs to make the programs great so the kids have a great experience. And, you know. I've valued that the last 28 years, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, definitely. Well, and we we actually, I don't know if you guys were listening to the previous segment. Tyler, maybe you heard it. I'm not, I know John's been pretty busy tonight, but we, we actually broke the news to Robert Brown, the basketball coach. He had no idea until I mentioned it in the interview. <laughs> oh, uh, now I feel bad, because <laughs> Robert's a good dude. Oh, he had some nice things to say him. about you, too. So. Well, and the one thing that Robert brought up, and, and this is a perfect example, and John, I know there's a lot of them out there, but certainly one that was pretty well known, uh, Ollie Gay, uh, who is now on the, I think he's on the practice squad with the Houston Texans at last check, but uh, somebody who you really took under your wing and really helped out, not as a football player necessarily, but as a person. And and I know that and Angie McGuire has said this time and time again, and she said it in the article as well, that it wasn't necessarily about wins and losses for you. It was about, you know, creating an environment for kids and making them better and what has has that meant for you? I mean, obviously, like I said, I know you love football, but I think you love even being a mentor to these kids even more. Well, you know, when you when you see kids that have opportunities, whether it be uh, athletically or scholastically or whatever, you know, you really just try and reach them and help them see, you know, what what their potential is. And you know, I've had kids that have got scholarships to go on scholastically because they were great students. You know, Ollie was a student where English was a second language situation. I learned a lot about second language students, which is super important now. We have a lot of second language students at, at Edmonds Woodway in, in our country, and you know what it takes for them to succeed. And you know that was, you know, and Angie can pass the buck, but Angie and her husband Brett and uh, my wife, my daughter. I mean, it was a village that helped Ali with his academics, and it had nothing to do with with his intelligence. It had everything to do with you know the English as a second language issue, and you know. The great thing about his story is that he fought through it. He got his degree, and now he has an opportunity to play professional football. And if that doesn't work out, he's got a degree. And so we're, we're, we're very proud of him for all his hard work. But there's a lot of students like that that have overcome, whether it be language, home life, whatever it is, to, to, to reach whatever goals they have. And, you know, that's, that's why you teach. That's why you coach, you know, is – Hopefully you can impact them and you know push them in the right direction and help them be successful in life. 
You've certainly done that. Hey, Tyler, let's try to give you the last word here. Uh, uh, any thing we should point out here or add before we go here tonight? I know, obviously, like I said, John, you and John have been together for for a few years now. It, big shoes to fill. So, uh, what what can you say? That what's your lasting impression of yeah. what John's been able to do? You know what, John and I have talked about this a lot. Like, you know, with with him leaving, it's you know, it's set up extremely well for the next next coach. We got a lot of pieces in place. I mean. You go back to, you know, we have a junior football feeder program, and that's something John and his brother started um, that's thriving in our community. So we got big numbers. And, you know, third grade through eighth grade, we, we, we got strong numbers that are going to go to Edmonds Woodway and play football. And that's, that's credit to John for what he's, what he's done and building a program. Um, you know, when you're there 26 years, you're 28, whatever it is, coach, but you got – the weight training's in place, the off-season conditioning's in place with people there that help. Um, you know, you got good equipment. You got all those things. It takes a lot of things to run a football program. And we, we got a good team coming back. And then we got like eight returners on defense, a good sophomore group, a successful freshman group. So that's all of John's work right there. So I think for the next coach coming in, we want somebody that's going to come in and just kind of grab the baton from what John's done and, and you know, um, take it to another level and just, just continue to do what, what, what coach has built over all these years. And um, that's a testament to him. Like like he says, he goes, left the program in better shape than I found it, and that's what it's all about. So um, I know he's going to be missed around there. He, he'll be at a lot of games, I'm sure. But um, everything he did there has, has been outstanding, and, and the community has been lucky to have him. Well, absolutely. Well, John, it's been a pleasure. You've uh, you've answered our phone calls numerous times. I've I've interviewed you at practices, after games, and uh, you've always been great with me. So I, I for that, I thank you. But uh, thank you even more for what you've done for that community and so many lives you've touched. And uh, you'll continue to do it. I know that. So uh, con- continued success and uh, enjoy the football retirement. Hopefully we'll see you at school still. I appreciate it, Steve. Appreciate all the all the things you guys do for high school sports. It's awesome. All right, John, thank you very much. And Tyler, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, you bet. Anytime. Thank you. There you go. Nice. Yeah, that was, I'm glad we were able to get him. I mean, again, yeah. I just have so much respect for everything he's done at Edmonds One Way and for that community. And I, I mean, I've mentioned it before when we've been on the air. He doesn't really remember this, but he was actually my baseball coach once upon a time when he was a PLU <laughs> football player, and I was in middle school. He We needed a baseball coach about halfway through the season, and he jumped in, and he and one of his buddies, and I didn't chase him away from coaching, so I guess we did something right. right. There you go. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Kia of Everett, the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Dave & Buster's, Chuck Van Howling, Legacy West Insurance in Allstate, Glass by Lund, Marysville Toyota, also by Smoky Point Concrete, The Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Chevrolet of Everett, The Law Office of Russell and Hill, and by Screen Printing Northwest. And who did we have on the show tonight, Steve? On the show tonight, we had basketball coaches Joe Hardy from Archbishop Murphy, Angelo, er, Angelos Pere from Linwood, Robert Brown from Edmonds Woodway, and then we just heard from Edmonds Woodway, outgoing football coach of 28 years, John Gradwell, as well as the athletic director over there at Edmonds Woodway, Tyler Geving. We'll be back with you next Monday night. Friday night, we'll have high school basketball. It'll be the Linwood Royals and the Everett Seagulls. 7 o'clock from the pit at Everett High School. Coach Darrell Olson will join me. We'll be back here next Monday. That's Steve Willits. I'm Tom Lafferty. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3.
your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-R-K-O. Soak up the sun.